Okay. I'm live for episode 9.5 of Half-Blind Heckler. Uh, today, as I said on Tuesday, we're going to have a bit more of an emotional episode. We're going to try and do, again, a more factual episode on Tuesdays and a bit more of an emotional one. It's more of a direct connection on Thursdays. We're going to see how long this lasts. We're going to see how well it does. And then we would appreciate any feedback, or I would appreciate any feedback that you can give me. So that'd be fantastic. But today's episode, as nine and a half, today's episode is called Whites and Conservatives Suffer the Brunt of Bias in North America, Not Blacks. You might think that it's Blacks, if you're just going by what the mainstream media will tell you, based on what everybody else is trying to say by promoting the Black Lives Matter Square or promoting that systemic racism is alive and well in America, even though there's no real information or evidence to say that it is. I'm saying, and I think the brunt of the, inf of the data that's available says that whites and conservatives have the most bias against them and actually have one of the toughest times finding university enrollment and finding a job when related to other people with the same skills and experience. I'm going to talk about multiple different situations. The first one I'm going to talk about is the national reaction when comparing the incidents that was regarding George Floyd, which we've already gone to, and everybody has seen the reaction from it. There was massive riots, massive protests, Everybody's campaigning, like, kill the police and other stupid slogans, like, defund them. And then stuff like Chaz or Chop or whatever it's called now pops up, causes a lawless zone where people get shot. And then when they get shot, they won't allow the cops to go in, and then that person tries to have a lawsuit against the cops because the cops didn't help him, even though the cops tried to and he wouldn't let them. Or you have other incidents where you have statues being toppled down because of George Floyd. Statues that are primarily two criteria, but we'll go into that later. Then, if you compare a similar case of an unjustified killing of a cop, except this one was a little different. This one was purposeful. This one, the cop meant to kill him. And this cop should be charged. He should be charged with second-degree murder, at the very least. And I'm talking of the case of Daniel Shaver. Never heard of him? I'm not surprised. It's not public information. It's not public knowledge. George Floyd is national news where Daniel Shaver is pushed off to the side. Daniel Shaver died because a cop shot him while giving him ridiculous instructions. He fell onto the ground and was shot for trying to pull his pants up. You can watch the video on it if you want to look it up. I can post it to the, to the details of this video as well. But you should probably look this stuff up yourself. Because it helps to look up more than just what your one-size tell, side tells you to look up. 
you should see a whole broad spectrum of information. Daniel Shaver was an atrocity. And unlike Derek Chauvin, the cop in the George Floyd case, the cop in the Daniel Shaver case, I don't even know his name. He hasn't been publicly charged. His name hasn't been released to the public. Because that cop is still serving. He did a terrible thing, and it didn't become national media, and there was no backlash. There was no real investigation into that killing. It was horrific. You watch the video, and you will cry. It will be emotionally moving for you. But he's white, so nobody cares. That's a problem. If you don't think that's a problem, there's something wrong with you. There is. Another incident that popped up in the past few weeks. There was a Macy's store in Michigan where two black men said they heard one of the employees say the N-word. And in response, they beat him to a pulp. When they look at the evidence, they never said anything. It was clear that these men were just trying to find some white guy to beat. These men are racists. Yet they're not being called out for racists. They were looking for a white man to attack. A white man to attack, sorry. And that white man is begging for his life. He's saying, sorry, please, I didn't touch you. I'm so sorry. You look at that and you say, those men should be put in jail for 10 years for what they did. Because they're racist. And what they did, if you can even call something a hate crime, that is a hate crime. Or you talk about the incident a few months ago, where a man went into a nursing home because he had coronavirus, and his nursing home had coronavirus, and they were treating him inside this nursing home. And he found elderly white people, and he beat on them. Yes, he's been arrested. This wasn't headline news. This wasn't even, oh, like, this is racist, we should call this guy out. No. This was barely publicized whatsoever. You would only hear about it on conservative news. Because unfortunately, if you actually think about it, the only news that reports on black, on black crime, or black on white crime, is conservatives. The liberals want to hide it. The leftists want to hide that crime, even though they know the numbers are staggering. Blacks are far higher to kill each other than a white man is to kill a black man. Blacks are far higher to kill whites than whites are to kill blacks. Yet whites are accused of racism because whites have the power? Bar garbage. <laughs> Bargage. Blah, blah, blah. Complete stupidity that that's the way it is. There's no reason that it should be like that. Just this past week, everybody's heard of the Bubba, Bubba Wallace noose incident, which when the FBI actually looked into it, it wasn't a noose. It was a pole rope for a garage with anybody with a brain. Not even half a brain anymore. We're looking for just a brain. Could realize that that's what it's for. It's not a noose. It's very likely 
that Bubba Wallace, or Bubba Smollett, as some people like to call him because it's pretty much the exact same incident, calling noose when there was no noose, he probably made up the entire story because he's not a very good race car driver. He usually gets pretty low on the pack. He's just not very good. And he wanted something to have his name be on the tip of every tongue. And he knew that capitalizing and race baiting and playing his race card would have him be talked about and he would get media attention instead of actually trying to become a better driver. Nope. He cheated his way. He cheated his way. He made it go public. And then when it was revealed to be a hoax, he attacked anyone who said, yeah, no, this isn't a noose, this is a pole rope. That's pretty obvious. He said, no, you're a racist, it's clearly a noose. And then this morning, it was revealed that, yeah, he said, oh, I'm, I'm actually sort of glad it wasn't a hate crime, even though he knew it wasn't a hate crime. But why wouldn't you say that in the first place? Why would you continue to race bait even after it was revealed that it was a hoax? Probably because you weren't interested in getting justice. You were interested in getting attention. And you didn't care about justice. You're just a horrible person. If I was the head of NASCAR, Bubba Wallace would be immediately blacklisted. He would never drive in the NASCAR circuit again. Because he doesn't deserve to. Trying to make everybody else on the NASCAR circuit feel guilty because of something that they did not do? What trash? That's pathetic. Another thing about that incident, which is utterly stupid, is that as soon as, oh, it was, a, it was a noose, we have to send people to investigate. We have to send 15 FBI agents, 15, to investigate a, a noose, even a possible noose, in an area that's heavily covered in security cameras. One, maybe two would have sufficed easily, but 15, when America is burning, when statues are falling, when there's lawless zones and shops and sh shops and cops and other people getting shot, getting attacked, getting molested, and you're sending 15 FBI agents to investigate this thing? Are you, like, functionally retarded? That's utterly stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Right now, America should be ashamed of itself. Not because of its systemic racism. They should be ashamed of themselves that they had to crack down on these criminals and sent them to jail. People might be wondering why this isn't happening in Canada. Well, there's a few different reasons for that. I think the first one is that race is not a huge issue in Canada. It's just not. And that everything that they're Pretty much everything that they're campaigning to do down in the States has already been achieved here in Canada. We've already given reparations to the natives and to the indigenous. Did it help them? Nope. Still massive numbers of unemployment, still massive numbers of crime and drug abuse on the reserves. I personally think the reserves should be abolished. I think that they are ruining 
indigenous lives that people are getting paid through the welfare agents, through the welfare service here in Canada, and they do not have to pay taxes while on a reserve. These, that is ruining their lives because they are encouraged to stay on the reserves and not better themselves. Why wouldn't you encourage them to better themselves? What? It doesn't make any sense. If you were a country, you want what is best for all your citizens. You don't want to pay off one segment to stay and stick to themselves. You want to encourage every citizen to try and live their best life. And the reserves are just not accomplishing that. They're hindering it. And right now, in Canada, we have an incredibly leftist prime minister. One who will bow and cave to the mob. So they know that whatever they ask for, they don't have to protest and riot to get it. They'll just get it. Because our prime minister is a corrupt, moral coward. I'm not saying that Trump is exceptionally moral, but compared to Trudeau, he's a knight in shining armor. He stands for justice, and Trudeau stands for bending the knee to the mob. If you look at the statues that have been taken down in the United States, there are two primary attributes that are pretty much on every single statue. Two primary attributes. You want to guess what they are? First one, I think you can because, of course, this massive race issue that's involved in America. Yeah, all the statues are white. Don't think that's a little bit racist? It is, but everybody ignores that because it's against whites. Another thing that is super common amongst the statues that have been taken down. If you look at the statues that have been taken down, you see Columbus. You see Teddy Roosevelt. You see Washington. You even see Lincoln as being targeted. You see Ulysses S. Grant. You see white Jesus. Because apparently it's a European Jesus. Even though that's ridiculous, Jesus was not a European. He was like he was an Arab Jew. He probably looked like a bearded Benjamin Netanyahu. Crap! I cannot pronounce that name. Somebody, please tell me how to pronounce that name. I cannot do it. I simply can't. But you know who I'm talking about—the Prime Minister of Israel, because he was an Arab Jew. He wasn't super white, he wasn't black. And no artist's depiction tries to say that he was. And in the Gospels, they didn't focus on him as white or black, because that wasn't his primary message. I'm going on a bit of a tangent. But pretty much every single statue that has been knocked down and toppled over was of a white conservative. You want to know some other whites which haven't been toppled over? Aren't even being talked about being toppled over? But they should be? If we're, ta if we're talking about toppling all racist statues and people that had slaves and people that were demeaning to those of other races and harmed those of other races? 
You want to talk about Margaret Sanger? Talks about blacks as human weeds? Yeah, talk about those people. She's still hanging in the Smithsonian, by the way. You want to talk about Karl Marx? The person who started the entire ideology of Marxism, which is an evil, deliberately monstrous ideology. And he was a crazy racist. Or you want to talk about the, the hero of the people, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the Democrat president of the 1920s. That guy imprisoned Japanese people because they were Japanese. That's pretty racist. But no, his statue is still up. Statue of Karl Marx is fine. Statue of Lenin is fine. Statue of Margaret Sanger, totally fine. But conservative, white, you're out. Nobody should stand for that. If you want to remove a statue, do it democratically. Don't do it by the will of the mob, because the mob will never be satisfied. They will never stop coming for you until you start coming for them. And put a stop to them, and put them in jail. If you think about it, if there is any systemic racism in the United States, if there is any systemic discrimination, it is for blacks. You want to talk about affirmative action? Because that's a racist policy. It benefits blacks, or at least it benefits them to get into high-quality universities, and then they can't compete because they're not actually able to compete in those universities, because they're not qualified to, because they just got in because of their skin color. Affirmative action is a racist program because it values your skin color over your merit. If we want to be an anti-racist society, we have to be a meritocracy. We have to value merit over sex, gender, race, any of the other attributes which are dependent on what you were born with. Not saying, not saying that any that sex and gender are different. Sex and gender are the same thing. There are two genders. Two. Not four. Two. That is a biological fact. Not going to get into that now. Because it doesn't. Not a huge issue. Right? Anyways. But yes. Merit over genetics. You should agree with that. You should. It's not a difficult thing to agree with. Is it? Shouldn't be. Oh, he has a 90. He has an A. That person has a C. He deserves to have that scholarship. Doesn't matter what skin color he has. It depends on the effort that he put in by his own merit by his own sweat and effort and blood. Not by his skin color. Not by their sex. It is far harder for a white man to get into a university than a black man. It's even harder for an Asian man to get in than a black man. 
It's harder for an Asian man to get in than a white man. Systemically racist against Asians. Because Asians have the merit. But because they have the merit, they also have the numbers. And so affirmative action works against them. That's racist. It is. It's also far higher for harder for a white man to get a job than a white woman. Or a black man. Because of mandatory diversification of the workforce. I don't think that's a worthwhile pursuit. I want to make sure that when I get on a plane, that someone who is worthwhile and spent the time and got the training, has the experience to fly the plane, is flying the darn thing. Not based on their race. I don't want somebody who just got into that position because of their race and they're useless at doing their job and that they're unsafe because they were put there based on some unpractical racist policy that doesn't benefit anybody, that actually hurts the large portion of society. But we claim it as this, oh, we need to make sure that we give everybody an equal chance and so there's equal numbers within higher institutions of learning, within the workforce. No. We want to make sure that people are putting the effort in so that they can get the product out, the product of their labor, so that they can have a successful job based on their own effort. I don't ever want to be judged on my skin color. Nobody should. I don't ever wish that anybody would be judged on their skin color. But I know that because I am a white, conservative, Christian man, that I am at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to diversity hiring. That's shameful. Some people might say, oh, you're a white man. Like, you've had all these privileges in the past. My ancestors might have, but I surely don't. If society tells us anything, it shows that white men can be attacked by blacks, and if they fight back, it's racist. If they call the cops, it's racist. The only thing they can do is, here, here's my car keys. Here, here's my house keys. Please, beat me up, because I'm white. That's what's considered appropriate in today's society? You're functionally insane. Some people have said I was courageous for saying the things I did last week. That's not courageous. It should not be courageous to say the flipping truth. It never should. And if you're called courageous for speaking the truth, then what do we call those who don't? I think you know the word. I said it a lot last week. So maybe we need to challenge ourselves with speaking the truth and calling out evil for what it is is more important than having friends. If your friends are real, they'll stick by you. If your friends are fake, 
there's the door. Sure, I've lost quite a few friends over my political beliefs, over what I know to be right. Because they want to prioritize feeling good and making sure that they're kind and compassionate and telling lies through smiles. I never want to be known for telling a lie through a smile. I want to be known for telling people the honest truth, telling people the facts. I never want to be known as a coward. I never want to be known as someone who shied away from telling the truth because it wasn't politically expedient. It might be more popular to say things that everybody agrees with, or that everybody on the left agrees with, where people don't get mad at you. But as conservatives, we need to man up to grow a pair and say, no, we've been pushed around enough in this society. The left has pushed us around. The government has pushed us around. Say, no, enough is enough. And we're standing up for ourselves. We're standing up for our rights. Right now in the United States, they're facing a second wave, facing a, a ton of new infections. And they're talking about, oh, well, we might need to lock down again. You lock down again, you should revolt. Because this is levels of tyranny that we've never seen before in the West. We should be openly talking about revolution. Because they have to serve the people, not the people serving the government. Anyways, I think that was half decent enough rant for today. I hope, you, hope that everybody listening or watching has had a great week. Hope that you have a great weekend coming up. I hope that you enjoy Canada Day or Independence Day in Canada, the United States. Don't think I have any real international followers. And I pray for the best for all of you. This has been episode nine and a half of Half Blind Heckler. So don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, all of the above. And I'll see you next week. Bye.